Hello, everyone, and welcome to our fourth installment of the Digital Decarbonization Podcast brought to you by Aviva. This is a four-part series covering the best practices in digital decarbonization from the definition, strategy, and execution. My name is Tom Trapella, and with us again is Craig Harklerode, Industry Principal for Oil and Gas at Aviva. Craig, thank you for joining us. Thanks, Tom, and again, thanks for everyone joining us on the podcast series. So, Craig, for the last three episodes, we've been talking about the overall definition and perspective of digital decarbonization, along with the enablers that make it possible, then how you bring it all together to optimize your carbon data management with real-time decision support capabilities. And I know for this next episode, we're actually going to be looking at some real-life scenarios that you brought together. So, Craig, before we get started, is there any additional content or context to the use cases that you want to introduce for sharing with us today? Yeah, thanks, Tom. Yes, there are a couple of uh, areas that I'd like to uh, talk about to really bring this additional context to the use cases that I'll be talking about today. And while I may have touched on both of these in earlier uh, podcast segments, I I feel it's important to to make sure that they are part of uh, the overarching understanding so you get the best uh, out of the use cases that I'm going to be talking about. The first area is, is I've talked about um, analytics and layers of analytics. Um, I'd like to spend a little, just briefly, a little bit more time there talking about what that means again. So often I see companies taking and just trying to take raw time series data and bring it up into a cloud or a SaaS model, the IT data lakes, et cetera, et cetera. And, and I think that is just foundationally uh, problematic. The IT technology that they're using to in the IT in the cloud, whether it be a SaaS, uh, software as a service, or a platform as a service, or infrastructure as a service, is inherently designed and built by companies who have more an IT focus uh, and not really an industrial software focus. And so they don't have, uh, in my opinion, industrial software in their DNA with design for the bottom up to handle the nuances like I mentioned for a time series data, the volume, velocity, variability, quality, and the value. And so the first areas is, is really, this, this really undermines a, a layers of analytics approach. And what I mean by that is really using uh, fit for purpose design technology, OT technology, to do uh, foundational uh, streaming analytics that are configured and developed by the subject matter experts using no-code, low-code, drag-and-drop configurable capabilities to evolve the smart asset objects that includes the streaming analytics against a notification to do foundational descriptive diagnostic and what I call simple predictive analytics, meaning formulaic, rules-based, expressions, et cetera, to be able to project a future value using those those capabilities. And then bi-directionally integrating by first sending quality contextualized data up into the higher level advanced analytical environment where things like advanced pattern recognition, AI, et cetera, are done. And then those outputs from which are operationalized by pushing back down into the lower level OT infrastructure and associated streaming analytics to do things like plan versus actual model validation, et cetera. That's number one that I want to talk about. And 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 I think the second I want to talk about is the in, with regard to the decarbonization. It, it's essentially what we're talking about in that regard is that there's really 
a number of dimensions of decarbonization unique to each individual company, but things like value chain planning and scheduling and optimization where your companies now are looking at optimizing their asset based based on not only financial optimization, but also carbon intensity, right? So you, it's really a dual optimization. You know, they're accelerating traditional energy efforts, uh, you know, energy efficiency, heat integration, furnace efficiency, decreasing flaring, et cetera, et cetera. They're electrifying their assets and upgrading their infrastructure. They're, they're looking at electrical sourcing and optimization, trying to integrate uh, uh, renewable energy, wind, solar, et cetera, into their electrical sourcing. They're looking at hydrogen production, whether it be gray, blue, green, and the associated O2 integration, carbon reduction, uh, feedstock, and, and carbon capture and storage. They're looking at supply chain and carbon accounting integration. And lastly, they're really looking at the evolution of their business strategy. So the reason I bring these two additional context uh, areas into play, because as we move into the, the, the two use cases, you'll see that both these companies are really doing both of these as part of their overall decarbonization and digital strategy. Yeah, so let's get into these use cases that you brought with us today. So the first one you told me is a company called MOL. And before we get started, could you provide an overview of MOL along with their decarbonization strategy and efforts and also how they're using these digital enablers? Yes, uh, MOL is an Eastern European integrated oil and gas company. From a refining or downstream perspective, they have uh, four refineries and two petrochemical companies. In the you know the European market, especially in the in the 2010, 2008, 2010 sector was era was was really under a lot of pressure. It still is, but really it was survival of the fittest in the true sense in that time frame. So they they really pivoted and and took a step back and really evaluated their business strategy and redesigned and, and refined a digital strategy to support that. So essentially what they're doing is they've installed and are effectively leveraging these four digital enablers, the streaming smart operational data infrastructure, aka the, the modern pie system, the digital asset, which is essentially they use a, a reconciliation production accounting package, uh, they have very effective layers of analytics, and they have a holistic digital twin. So they they spent the time with their subject matter experts evolving this. Again, it, it's a journey that never stops, but to have some of the most advanced uh, analytics and streaming analytics of anywhere uh, in, in the world. That company you know, has been named a refiner of the year uh, several times. Uh, they've used all sorts of global accolades on their transformation. But with regard to decarbonization, they have really pivoted and redefined their business strategy that is really there to address their environmental, social, and governance or ESG initiatives and specifically decarbonization. And so they are in fact leveraging uh, these digital enablers, specifically this the smart streaming operation data infrastructure to do very strong asset performance management, energy management, and carbon data management. And looking at things like uh, integrating uh, the you know, advanced technologies around their furnaces, you know, the lasers and et cetera, to really minimize excess air, really looked at analytics around their flare gas compressors to make sure that they're reliable. 
they're really doubled down on their energy management and really going after their energy intensity index and, and driving things like looking across their flares, looking across their distillation towers, looking across all their big energy and CO2 producers, and truly trying to power the end users and their subject matter experts to really drive towards very stringent targets, right? So that's what MOL is doing. Very effective use case of leveraging these four digital enablers. Excellent. So the next case you brought with a, is a DCP midstream. Um, give us an overview on what they've been doing in decarbonization. Okay. DCP midstream is a North America natural gas gathering, processing, and transmission company based in Denver. As many of us may remember, back in the 2014, there was a very strong downturn in industry. Again, really exposed companies like DCP to the commodity pricing challenges they have in the industry. During that time, they really pivoted around and recognized that they had to fundamentally change, not necessarily their business strategy, but their digital strategy had to change. And now are one of the lowest cost, most reliable, differentiated midstream companies in North America. They started this journey by selecting a entity who, from operations to lead their digital transformation, aka DCP 2.0 program, and their associated digital strategy. They started rolling out the four digital enablers. Uh, first and foremost, started with uh, the streaming smart operational data infrastructure, uh, empowering their subject matter experts to start configuring via this no-code, low-code, drag-and-drop capability to create this operational data infrastructure that included really focused on solid operational data management and streaming analytics. That formed a foundation to their digital asset and then advanced analytics and ultimately their digital twin. And so over the course of three or four years, they continue to evolve where by the time they, they rolled into 2020 or 2021, they really had a solid operational twin of their entire company. A lot of these, uh, this operational trend, they were doing a lot of asset performance management type, uh, you know, anomaly detection, asset performance management across their compressor fleet and their gas plants, et cetera, et cetera. They extended those templates used and configured by the SMEs to include environmental data, right? Because so much of the intelligence and information needed to create solid environmental data really is part of, should be part of the, the asset performance. In other words, on the compressors, they know the burn rates, run times, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So you can quickly calculate and know the environmental emissions and min, max, uh, averages, totals, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so they extended the templates to include environmental data. They have now started including carbon data in the calculations thereof across their fleet. So the operational data management has been included to include environmental and carbon data management and associated intelligence and analytics. Do they still send data up into uh, some of their their environmental compliance and reporting uh, systems? Absolutely. That's going to be externally reported. So you have to have, you know, that next step of human interaction and validation but instead of sending raw data, they're sending smart operational, environmental, and carbon data up into these systems. And so by doing though, the great illustration of leadership at the top, chief transformation officer who had operational experience, but also had a technology ac- uh, acumen, 
to really drive their digitally enabled operational excellence program, aka DCP 2.0. We talked about how they really initially modified their digital strategy, support their operational excellence, ultimately extended that into their business transformation and ultimately their decarbonization strategy. And so they're making intelligent-based, database decisions on what they're doing on their current operations, but also looking at new business opportunities. Do they get involved in, in hydrogen? Do they get involved in you know, CO2, the CO2 value chain? But now they're being able to make those decisions based on solid operational and carbon data management and understand the opportunities, the gaps, et cetera. Excellent, Craig. Thank you so much. So we're about to conclude this series, Craig, and we, you know, we've taken our listeners from, you know, an extensive journey, you know, from the definitions to the right requirements, to the execution, to what results you should expect. But before we close this out, Craig, are there any key takeaways you want to leave the audience with? What else would you need to bring everything together to optimize your decarbonization and deliver real-time support. Well, thanks, Tom. And again, I want to say a big thanks to everyone for for listening to the to podcast series. I think the key takeaways are, are number one, you know, your digital your business strategy needs to be underpinned by a supporting digital strategy. That digital strategy then um, helps orchestrate and execute, you know digitally enabled operational excellence uh, and your uh, decarbonization. So that's that's the, the point. And the, the, the four digital enablers, the smart streaming operational data infrastructure, the digital asset, advanced analytics, and, and holistic digital twin are the enablers that really help companies and are helping companies have an effective decarbonization strategy and really deliver this, this operational uh, real-time uh, support and, and drive data-based decisions. And, and really the final uh, takeaway for me is, is really treating operational data as the strategic asset, enabling them to, to manage, measure, and monetize the, their operational data. And, and that's really what it's all about. It's about the M4S strategy, you know, make me more money sustainably. And the other one is is really uh, start simple, but simply start in leveraging these four digital enablers to support your overarching business strategy and your decarbonization strategy. Yeah, thank you, Craig. Okay, folks, that wraps up our episode today. So be sure to subscribe and gather more information from our website, www.aviva.com forward slash performance intelligence. That is aviva.com forward slash performance hyphen intelligence. And take care.